are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball. What up? Welcome to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, your episode for Monday, April the 13th, and I guess it's bracket week here on the show. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons Podcast during the shutdown of the NBA season and all sports and all things about life in general. But today we're going to talk about the horse competition around the NBA, some classic games on Fox Sports Detroit to watch this week, and also update you on a couple of bracket competitions. Of course, the first one to talk about is the Pistons 64-man most influential bracket that we're doing here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. We got it down to 32 entries left, and we got a special guest coming on this week to break that down. That'll be a two-parter later on this week, the last two shows of this week. But uh, we've got today's episode. We'll do another episode tomorrow. And in that one, we're going to be talking about a classic game that we will mention here in a little while, but the the 64-man bracket coming later on this week as well. All sorts of things to follow on social media, so give me a follow at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore to that. Also, the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Dash. Matt Shook, but I did watch some basketball over the weekend. Hopefully, like some of you guys, watched the Pistons in Game 3 at home against the in the Palace against the L.A. Lakers in the 2004 Finals. Watched them get the route there. And then on Sunday, watched Chauncey Billups beat Trey Young of the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. I was going to say Falcons, then I was going to say Braves. Uh, quarantine's getting the best of me right now. But uh, Chauncey falls down, H-O-R, to Trey Young in a uh, remote horse contest. Chauncey has a nice home court out in Denver, um, half court there, really nice-looking outdoor court. And Trey Young's playing on his uh, back, you know, his, his, his driveway court that looks a lot like the driveway courts that I played in growing up, playing two-on-two, three-on-three games. Looks like it's got a lot of give in the rim, so you could – Shoot a lot of those long-range shots that'll bounce around and still get in for you. A lot of give there. Maybe the rims pulled down a little bit or at least tilted down from a few too many dunks. So a little bit easier to make shots. Looked like he was going to wax the floor with Chauncey at first. But Mr. Big Shot comes through with the comeback. Gets the big victory against the second-year man from the Atlanta. Not the Braves, not the Falcons, but the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, Chauncey moves on. So he will participate in the horse competition on ESPN the semifinals coming up. They're going to do the semis and finals on Thursday night on ESPN. Chauncey will match up in the semis against Mike Conley of the Utah Jazz. In the other half of the bracket, Zach Levine will be taking on Allie Quigley of the WNBA. So we've got two current players on each half of the bracket, retired player in Chauncey Billups and a WNBA player in Allie Quigley. So hold on with bated breath to see how that goes. It was kind of fun. A lot of people were complaining about the uh, the technology, the the lag in the audio and the video. I don't know. It, it was not a whole lot to complain about. I thought it was kind of boring. But then it, it picked up for me a little bit. I didn't watch the ones after Chauncey 
and Trey Young, but uh, as Twitter does, got a little bit more angsty than it did. And I'm and I'm someone who threw out kind of a, a negative tweet at first, but then it, they just all kind of came flooding in, and I was like, yeah, it's not really that serious where we need to go crazy about it. But anyway, uh, wanted to pass along the Pistons and rest of the schedule for Fox Sports Detroit. Kudos to those guys. We've complimented them in the past about how good they do. With the coverage of all the Detroit sports, especially the game-by-game, the play-by-play broadcasts and all that jazz, they're doing a bunch of old Red Wings and Tigers and Pistons games on primetime each night during the uh, the issue we have here nationwide. So they're doing us a service by playing a lot of the old games. We're ripping them here on this podcast for playing this past season's replays. Like, who wants to watch those? They finally wisened up and have gotten the classic games going. I mentioned the Pistons against the Lakers on Saturday afternoon. But that's going to continue tonight, Monday, April 13th, the 2004 NBA Finals Game 4 Lakers and Pistons, if you know about that series, you certainly remember that that was the best game of the series. Well, not the best. Game two was probably the best game, but certainly a very competitive game was the Lakers' last stand as they were kind of dead by the time game five rolled around. The Pistons put them out of their misery. But this was like Shaq's last stand, Shaq and Kobe's last stand. So we're gonna. I'm going to watch this game tonight on Fox Sports Detroit. And on tomorrow's podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to react to that game as if it was a game that happened like we do – Every otherwise, uh, you know, we the three biggest takeaways from this one. I'll break it down as if it was a game that actually happened. So we're going to have some fun with that. And that'll be the 2004 NBA Finals game for tonight, 8 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Check that out if you can. If you're outside of the state of Michigan, you don't get Fox Sports Detroit or whatever. Check it out on YouTube. You can find it there as well. And we will break down that game on tomorrow's show. Uh, other games of interest coming up for Pistons fans Tuesday, 8 o'clock. we got the 89 Finals game two. Lakers versus Pistons, and then uh, from there we've got Pistons Lakers game three on Wednesday night in that same same time slot. Heading back to LA for that one, the Red Wings are taking on the Washington Capitals in the second of two Stanley Cups. That's game two, 1998. That's Thursday at eight o'clock. Friday at eight o'clock we got the Wings again taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. That's the 2002 Stanley Cup Finals game two, and then on Saturday. This uh, weekend, we've got the Red Wings and the Penguins in 08, Game 4 there. And then on Sunday, you got World Series Game 1, Tigers and Padres. I'm interested to watch that one. I don't think I've ever watched the 84 series all the way through. But that's coming up Sunday at 8 o'clock, and I'm assuming they're going to release more schedules as they go forward. So we'll kind of keep you updated on that as well. But speaking of brackets, like we just talked about with the Pistons bracket, most influential, the long-awaited uh, Pistons Twitter bracket that the Detroit Bad Boys put out. Um, happy to have Sean Corp joining us a little bit later on in the show. Just wanted to run down that they released that on Sunday. I am in the bracket once again, so thank you to those guys for putting me in. And if any of you guys nominated me as well, really appreciate it. I am a four seed in the tournament, so I was kind of looking at the bracket. You know, maybe I got a chance to advance. Maybe this is going to be a nice little run for the Locked On Pistons community. But, on, on, you know, I was matched up in the same bracket as one seed Amari Sankofa, friend of the show who joined us last week. But he's, like, new. You know, he, he joined the Detroit Free Press last week. So, you know, maybe there's a chance to knock him off, even though I'm a pesky four seed. But then as I was looking at the matchups, I saw that uh, the young man who is in the second round probably for me looks like he's upsetting the five seed right now. I'll pull up uh, the name here in a second. But, um the, he, he made a video, and he's doing really well. He put a produce, produced a video together, so I was like, oh, man, even if I make it to the second round, it looks like I'm going to go up against this guy who made a video and is uh, deservedly 
getting a nice little run in the first round here. That is not Zarzar Binks made a video, so he's probably going to win his first round and um, probably knock me off in the second round. But then I looked, and I found out about my first uh, round matchup, which is the 13 seed young man named Evan, who goes by Seku Got Next on the screen name. Give him a follow, by the way, as I follow him right now as I talk about this. I saw that he's, uh, he's a young guy. He looks like a big Pistons fan and a young guy. So I'm not even going to um, stump for votes. So if you want to vote for Evan, don't feel bad. Um, this is a thing that's more about the fans than media types like me anyway. And I know I like to f fashion myself as half fan, half media too. But um, and, and if you want to vote for me, that's great. We'd love to move on. But uh, if you want to vote for Evan, that would be great too. So good luck to you, Evan. We'll see how the voting goes this week. And uh, we'll see how it all ends up. And, we will, and hey, since there is no basketball, we'll be talking about this bracket probably more than uh, than we had planned on otherwise. But uh, kudos to the Detroit Bad Boys guys, and most notably Sean Corp, who kind of heads this up and puts it on for everybody, a nice little diversion. I've, I'm seeing on Twitter tonight there's already a couple of controversies that come up. So uh, mazel tov to those guys. I know how organizing things goes sometimes. I was like the class president in high school, so you make the uh, the prom, you make the reunions, and all everyone does is bitch about it. So, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. So, uh, you know, like I said, uh, salute to Sean Corp and those Detroit Bad Boys guys for putting up with uh, the, <laughs> the chaos that comes with these kind of things sometimes. But like I said, Sean Corp of Detroit Bad Boys, he's going to join us next. We're going to talk about the – the 64 bracket uh, Pistons Twitter that they put on. Excited to chat about that with him. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But hey, no better sponsor these days than these guys. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, maybe the replay of the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. Hey, I'm using Postmates almost every day. It's getting sad, but it's what happens when you're me. And if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant right downtown and probably in your neighborhood as well. Everything that I can think of comes right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They also make life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery as well. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's code LOCKDOWNNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Post made it. Yes, sir! All right, and now we're being joined by Sean Corp of the Detroit Bad Boys website, the SB Nation site that we all enjoy. Sean, thanks for taking the time, and happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so you unveiled, I believe it's the second annual bracket, right? Yep, this is the second year. Second annual Pistons Twitter bracket, 64 participants, comes out Easter afternoon. First of all, congratulations on getting the endeavor out up and running once again. Yeah, it is a tall order, but it's kind of a labor of love, and people really seem to love participating, so happy to do it. Yeah, what was the uh, the, or the origin story of it last March? How did it all come about? Did you guys chat about it, or was it your idea? 
Uh, it was just, you know, last March, everybody does sort of their version of a bracket. And um, I don't know if you've noticed in the last, let's say, decade, but it's kind of hard to be a Pistons fan. And so I was looking for a way to really celebrate sort of the best of Pistons Twitter fandom, because that's really the the source of online discourse. And, you know, if you don't celebrate the best in fans, you're probably going to get the worst in fans. And so I really wanted to highlight just all the awesome personalities that follow this team through the highs and the many, many lows of the past decade. Like you said, a great diversion for those of us who follow the team and, and a lot more lows than highs over the past decade. And I know that last March, obviously, this was a team kind of going through the stretch drive, trying to get to the playoffs. Every game mattered. And now, as you put it up kind of here in early April for this year, obviously nothing going on. So I would expect that this – and, you know, we talked about it, uh, the bracket on Lockdown Pistons last year a little bit. We had Joe Truck on after it was all, all said and done. But, I mean, I would expect that this year this will be like one of the bigger stories in Pistons land for the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how people react to it uh, already since it got released this afternoon. Uh, it's great to see not only people kind of uh, promoting themselves, but really promoting the other people that they know on Pistons Twitter to really talk about why you should vote for them. It's, you know, it's a silly diversion. It's a fun little thing. But just like with sports, people take it really seriously. And if you look at, you know, the mentions on the Detroit Bad Boys account, you'll see all these amazing reasons that people follow each other on Twitter. Twitter and sort of have formed this great community on Pistons Twitter. Well, I think it's a great thing. And personally, I'm a four seed, so I want to avoid the first round upset. But after that, uh, it'll be what it is. But I, I kind of want to see, you know, you got the beat writers as the one seeds as they should be. But I kind of want to see like th those fans win, right? Like the the guys who and, and gals who uh, have kind of distinguished themselves within the fan community. Get it. Do you have like a personal rooting interest? Is there some type of person that you would want to see have success? Or are you trying to stay hands off on, on those kind of things? I don't like to, you know, put my thumb on the scale too much, but I think that, you know, this is a highly unscientific endeavor as much mm -hmm. as I try and make it, you know, fair and kind of keep it equitable. But I do really spend a lot of time every year looking through Twitter, finding those accounts that really just shine a light on, this passionate fandom in unique ways, uh, whether you're, you know, a fan from Indianapolis with a great uh, jersey collection and memorabilia collection, or you're just a young, you know, 19, 20 year old who loves to meet the players after games and just support them no matter what. It's, you know, it's a great community and not everybody has to sort of be an analytics expert or a dispassionate observer. It's, it's about celebrating the team and celebrating what you love. And so that's why we do it every year. And then from last year, did you have like kind of a, a grand total of how everything came out with whether it was total amounts of votes that were cast or whether the Detroit Bad Boys Twitter account got a, a great amount of followers added? Uh, did you have some kind of idea of what engagement kind of helped with the tournament? Well, I can tell you that... Uh, <laughs> The engagement is going to be insane for the account through um, the entire tournament. Uh, it maybe or maybe won't translate to a lot of new followers, but that's fine. But uh, last year, there was over 35,000 votes cast, uh, all in all. And 
I think a lot of people that were kind of spotlighted in the tournament got some new followers out of it. And so that's another way to kind of just lift up the, the best and brightest of what Twitter has to offer up. And so, I mean, I personally think just about everybody in the tournament deserves a follow if you're on Twitter and uh, they really deserve to be celebrated for uh, being uh, a great part of the fandom, whether they sort of bring video analysis or dive into the draft or talk about rotations or just talk about being a great fan. It's, it's a great diverse community. Yeah, a great platform to kind of recognize a lot of the accounts out there, like you said. And uh, Sean Corp of Detroit Bad Boys here. Uh, talk about, about this past week for you. I know that you have the Google document where people could nominate some people. I actually nominated a couple folks for it. Um, and how many nominations did you get? With, and how tough is it for you on kind of the uh, behind the curtain to put the seating together? What's the kind of process that goes into all of that? Well, uh, like I said before, it's highly unscientific, but I do try and be fair, but it's sort of a committee of one. And so uh, last year, it was just people sort of going on Twitter and adding people through the Detroit Bad Boys account who they thought should be nominated. This year, we added a, an official submission form. There were over 250 uh, entries into uh, potential participants into the uh, bracket. And then I kind of weighed that against who was in it last year, how successful they were. And then there's sort of, this is probably where I put my thumb on the scale the most. I have my personal favorites on Twitter who I wanted to really make sure to include. And uh, I have also uh, the people who were successful in last year's bracket. And then I kind of really took a look at not just raw vote totals, uh, within that submission form, but the people who really passionately talked about who they voted for and why they did it. Uh, we were on the honor system. I told people not to vote for themselves. And so being forced to kind of uh, prop up someone else really brought out some great comments from people about all the, all the people that were amazing to be a part of the tournament. And Sean Corp of Detroit Bad Boys joining us. Well, why don't you give us your, uh, you know, obviously we, we read all the stuff on Detroit Bad Boys. We feel like we know some of you guys through Twitter and, and other ways as well. But why don't you give us the quick rundown of how long you've been writing for Detroit Bad Boys, uh, where you grew up, and how you, what kind of your background of a Pistons fan uh, nature was. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Ohio, actually, Toledo, and so that was sort of the nexus where you got to either follow the Detroit sports teams or the Cleveland sports teams, and mm -hmm. I definitely chose uh, all Detroit the whole way, and um, I was much more of a baseball fan growing up, and then I think it was 2000, I just decided to watch the Jerry Stackhouse-led Pistons at the time. And I just, something clicked into me. I remember it very clearly. I just really started to understand the game as I was watching it and the rotations and the players. And it just kind of, I fell deeply into following basketball. And uh, it was kind of fortuitous because I got to follow uh, Rick Carlisle's first Pistons team uh, after only knowing a little bit about the bad boys in the 80s and very early 90s. And then... Uh, I was there for the Rip Hamilton trade and really thought that was a great idea. And then all of a sudden the going to work Pistons were born and I got to follow passionately for, you know, that entire run, including a title. 
which was just rebroadcast. And I got to reminisce a little bit about following a competent team. <laughs> I think my first year of uh, actual blogging online was probably 2010, um, maybe 09, 2010. Uh, it was coinciding with the start of a very dark period. And I've just been doing it ever since, kind of plugging away. I've been at Detroit Bad Boys for almost all of that time uh, and just trying to grow that site and support great writers that come through and want to write about Pistons basketball. Yeah, and you guys do a great job kind of surviving the last decade or so of Pistons basketball, and we're looking forward to more from Detroit Bad Boys. As you look at the bracket, is there anything that kind of jumps out as uh, you know a, a potential dark horse that could make a run to the Final Four or a favorite? Or you know, I see defending champion Joe Truck maybe a bit of an eight seed. Is he a little bit of a villain now or a little undervalued on the betting markets at this point? Well, he uh, – I'm not going to say he – cheated last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I remember some, a little bit of a snafu, a little bit of a controversy. Yeah, there was some shenanigans online using the power of the internet to mm -hmm. uh, marshal support. And so uh, he was actually asking me not to include him this year, but I decided, you know, a defending champion should defend their title. Mm -hmm. So he's in it, but he's a lower seed. Ric Flair, uh, be the man, you got to beat the man, right? Exactly. Uh, as far as potential dark horses... I don't know. It's always interesting to see sort of those people that gravitate very much toward those beat writers and then seeing which of the fandom can really break through. And so uh, I think you have uh, a lot of, you know, very high seeds there, whether it's Duncan or Laz or Nicholas. Uh, those are all potential winners as far as I'm concerned. I think that this might be, I don't want to put, uh, I don't want to presuppose the outcome, but I, I would be surprised if uh, Nicholas Henkel, which is a writer for Pistons Powered, mm -hmm. uh, if he doesn't make it pretty far. And so I'll be very interested to see what the final four looks like because I think it's going to feature some really heavy hitters. Yeah, Nick might be the, the people's choice right now at this point. But like you said, I've seen some lower seeds putting up some memes already, some photoshops and some videos. So people are getting into it already. And we all know how much... Uh, some of us or some of some folks have some a lot more free time on their hands now than usual. So I guess the the possibilities are endless for what could transpire here over these next couple of weeks. If nothing else, it's hilarious to follow. Just people absolutely go to war with each other in a very good natured way. So uh, I encourage everybody to kind of put their votes in and just follow along with the fun, and uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Well, Sean, we appreciate the effort and we appreciate the diversion during these times. Sean Corp on Twitter is S-E-A-N underscore Corp is C-O-R-P. Read him and all the other stuff from Detroit Bad Boys. And of course, get your votes in for the Pistons Twitter bracket. Sean, thanks for taking the time and enjoy the rest of the day. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. And thanks again to Sean Corp of Detroit Bad Boys. Glad to have him on and hopefully we'll have him on down the road as well. Get your vote on for the Pistons Twitter bracket and also reach out to me if you'd like to help us whittle down the most influential Pistons of all time bracket. My email address is Matt underscore shook S C H O C H at yahoo.com. If you want to have a more better uh, interaction for tomorrow's show, go ahead and watch the Pistons versus the Lakers game four 2004 NBA finals tonight, eight o'clock on Fox sports Detroit. We're going to be breaking down that game here on the show tomorrow and excited to Break that one down with you guys as you know, one of the more exciting nights 
in Pistons fandom, probably of your lifetime, definitely of my lifetime as well. But that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Pistons. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.